I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I've hosted Jasper Spitwistle, and here I am, back again. You never thought you'd see me back on this stage, but actually I'm going to get up on the stage now, if everyone's quite all right with that. I'm here. I am back. I'm back at the Gilded Ram, performing you know, at the place that, basically, in a lot of ways, I, I, I basically built this place, at least the, the renown that it, it, it enjoys now. And, you know, you won't go out and you won't see my name on the marquee if you look outside, but, I mean, who thinks of the Gilded Ram and doesn't think of Jasper Spitwistle? I mean, the names are are interchangeable to a certain extent at this point, so, I mean, don't really even need to be on the marquee. I mean, you'll notice that they they, they do still have Tallulah Teakfiddle's name out on the marquee, but I, I think they expect that she's going to return. I have sad news for them that she certainly will not be returning. Um, she left kind of in a in a quick, very, very quick, like literally five minutes after I talked to her, she had uh, fled the, the, the city gates. Um, you know, and you, you, you think it's a, quite a coincidence, actually, if you think about it, because, I mean, nobody can just up and leave that quickly. She must have been, you know, planning this trip for, for quite some time and just uh, forgot to tell everyone about it. And also forgot to, to, to pay off her significant debts that she had accrued on her room. Um, you know, I, I've, I've talked about Tallulah here or there when I've mentioned my, uh, my ex-wife. Uh, if you were to hear me speak of it, or, or Tallulah herself, the ex-wife would be the right terminology, but if you were to speak to perhaps any official in any licensed capacity in all of the Earth, um, we are quite legally, technically still married, so I am um, unfortunately quite on the hook for a significant amount of debt here at the Gilded Ram um, all of a sudden. So I have uh, taken on a new role. Um, you know, I will be performing um, here or there on the stage um, in between other acts, you know, a little bit less predictable, I suppose, than, than I have been in the past. But I, I will also be um, bussing tables uh, until, you know, some of the debt gets paid down. But you know, it's a win-win, really. I mean, uh, everyone knows that the Gilded Ram was really looking for a reason to get me back on stage, and a lot of the fury over last year's Cucumber Festival incidents have, uh, have, have really died down to a certain extent. So I think this is the right time for them to make this move to just try, just, just, just to kind of, you know, sneak me in there, let me get my, uh, my, my roots planted, and just, uh, you know, before they know it, I'm just, I'm here. You know, it's like a fungus. You know, it gets, you get, you get in there, and it starts to develop. Up and the next thing you know, it's uh, it's taken root, right? So that's what we're doing, you know. My, my show is, is beginning to take root once more at the Gilded Ram. And it couldn't be at the better time, actually, because this part of the story is exciting because um, I... Uh, I mean, when we were last talking, I had recently been hit in the face with a hammer of a god. I mean, not a lot of you could say that. I just would like to go out on, the, on a limb and say that not a lot of you have been hit in the face with a holy relic, right? And survived to tell the tale. But I am, you know, perhaps made of sterner stuff than the common man, so... 
And I was really all right. I'd spent several, several days completely unconscious and crying in a heap in a corner, but otherwise doing wonderful, wonderful. And, and so I re-entered the story here in this uh, particular episode. It's, it's great. Um, and uh, you know, last time, um, w w there was a lot of conversation about what was to be done next. Right, um, Agarian and Clash Tiger had their own opinions apparently as to as to where they should head off to to be able to try to figure out the connections between the Church of the Hyena and the Chaos God, and of course all of these things that were taking place in the Council in Oster. So I mean there was a, there was a, definitely a rabbit hole to, to dive down there, um, you know. But the, but the brute force was more concerned with some recent knowledge they had found out, which is that you know putting on Clarity's sight, they were able to deduce that. Several of the people that they had interacted with over the times uh, leading up to this point may not have been who they said they were. Uh, they found out that Diggory Bomberger perhaps was not the innocent young lad that he said he was, and that perhaps he was also Crispus Chumbottom, and the guy that pretended to be Moon Kevin, and then maybe, uh, you know, perhaps like every Greg they had ever interacted with or like 180 other NPCs that they, you know, didn't really have any reason for that person to be suspected as being an agent of the hyenas, but probably was at this point, you know, who could trust anything, right? So everything was up in the air. Um, I, I, I was, like I said, still unconscious during most of that. So it's just mostly hearsay, um, but I did try to reconstruct it as best as I could. Uh, but the, the capper to that whole process was Ezra uh, deciding to go off in search of Moon Kevin, who they had recently found out was held in a place called the Pillar of Coal in Oster. Of course, who would ever be so ostentatious as to build a place called the Pillar of Coal, except for the people in Oster. Uh, nothing against the Austin people, obviously, several nice folk out there, but let's be realistic. We all know where the gods are. You don't mean to make giant obelisks to point them out to everyone. Um, but Ezra was not content to wait out and, 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 and just slowly approach. Uh, he, he set off on his own. Um, literally, he walked off the side of the boat. Ezra is tumbling through the blue, heading towards the ground. Next stop, ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's what noise I make. Uh, luckily for you, you guys hadn't actually taken off, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can just get back on the boat now, I suppose. <laughs> I do that. It's anticlimactic. I thought we were. I, I thought. I thought we were there already. I was ready. <laughs> Combat. Uh, so you you guys have a, a plan in mind, right? You you wanted to go to the 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 pillar 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 of coal, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Um. Well, uh, let's uh let's let's head off, I suppose. Uh. Oh. Oh. By the way. Um. I don't know if if you guys have noticed, but there's a significant amount of crying coming from downstairs. So you might gotta go. Wait, what? Check that out. What? There's some. There's some. Like I think Jasper's awake. He. he there's. Some, oh. There's right. some bawling going on down there. Oh, I, I forgot he was still unconscious. <laughs> we should probably. We should probably speak to him about Moon Kevin, shouldn't we? I mean, I guess. We go down and I kick his door open aggressively. <laughs> oh, my word! Uh, hey, hey, everybody! How's it? How's it? How's it? How, how are all of you? Good to see everyone. Made it out of there all right. It was a real touch and go. A real touch and go there. How are you feeling, Jasper? Oh, I'm a fit as a fiddle, I suppose. A little bit, uh, you know, clear, cleared the old bell out a little bit, I suppose. But How was your head, buddy? Was it a knock on the head, or was it more of a, of a reverse dragon sleeper hold situation that rendered you unconscious? Well, uh, to be completely honest with you, it's, uh, 
It's a bit of a stunning situation. I um Oh Stone Cold Stunner. I was hit with I was I was hit with the hammer right in my face. And um ah. it's both uh the humbling, I suppose, to have survived it and a little I'm surprised, honestly. I, I yes, does that mean you're without sin? That seems highly unlikely. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that there, bud. I was I was knocked unconscious for several days, as you as you will notice. Yeah. Uh it hurt like a mother fricker. But I will say, you know, there's something to be I thought you know, when it was coming at my face, I'm like, oh well, here it is, you know, lights out for old Jasper. I've lived such a rough life, you know, you know, doing all of the all of the, the devil's work. You know what I mean. Um, yeah, no, we don't. But God, boy, howdy, would I like to know sort of what your sins stack up to? Because I used to get bopped on the old noggin with that hammer all the time and just keep blink and keep on rolling. So okay. I wonder, right, I well, wonder what you did. Yeah, she killed a guy on a train. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that you know, I, I really, I, I, I feel, I feel great. I feel wonderful. That uh, you know, it's nice to have that verification. I suppose you know. I mean, I, to, to a certain extent, it's probably because, you know, I really haven't killed, well, well, anyone, really. I mean, there was a lot of bunnies up in that airship that one time. There was a lot of bunnies, so I, I suppose that might have been a good part of it. But, but I mean, it's just, it's just rewarding, you know. You know, I'm not saying I'm without sin, obviously, but maybe I've, uh, you know, maybe I've, I've, I've atoned at this point, you know. I've, I've done, I, I feel clean, spick and span, you know what I mean, so... It's nice. It's a nice situation to be in. Yeah, I, 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 I don't suppose you could tell us exactly what happened before you were bonked. Did Did Moon Kevin by any chance monologue about an evil scheme, or did he just bonk you out of nowhere? Oh, you know, well, we were going down there. Actually, we were uh, on our way, and um, well, we didn't get too far because I was making a big argument about maybe, you know, maybe I should be the one to wield the hammer. I'm, I'm pretty good at it, you know. I was trying to, you know, make my case. Honestly, in retrospect, it was the best thing that could have happened, right? Because, I mean, had I managed to wrest control of that away from, from Moon... Ezra has walked out of the cabin. All right, well, you know, short and, short and sweet of it, he got a little tired of listening to what I had to say. Uh, and he said, hey, 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 Jasper. And I turned around and he hit me in the face with a hammer. So... That was about the the short end of it. Um, Cammy walks out know, of the cabin now. <laughs> I don't know why you guys would consult with someone like that. He was not a he was not a nice gentleman. Okay. Well, in case you you hadn't worked it out, Moon Kevin, that Moon Kevin isn't Al Moon Kevin. He he's an agent of the hyena god. Oh. And it's not Moon Kevin because Moon Kevin's being held in a dungeon. That we're we're actually going to rescue him now. The guy who looks like Moon Kevin is using the mask. And, uh, you know, just creating some chaos, as the hyena god wants him to do. Yes, Moonkevin actually appears to be Dickory, who in turn was also Crispus Chubbottom. I don't know, he could have been a lot of people at this point. Oh, Are well. you sure you're you? Tell me something <laughs> only you will know. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I, I must say that this all sounds well and good, but... I've told many a story in my time, and none of this sounds even remotely plausible. I mean, it's really stretching okay, the yeah, bounds he's of reality. Okay, yeah, he's Jasper. It's fine. That's Jasper. <laughs> just saying it, you know, the characters should just be themselves. It gets confusing otherwise, but all right. Um, so we're on our way then to go rescue the real Moon Kevin. Yeah. Because yes. he can help us do... 
Well, he may be able to give us some more information, because at this point we're kind of running blind. But, you know, also, he's our friend and he's been tortured. (laughs) (laughs) Which I believe I pointed out to everyone last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I do appreciate that you all came back for me and and, and brought me on board the ship. Uh, I mean, uh, to be fair, that was was all on me. You can think, I mean, notice anything different? She's got her hand behind her head and she's like... Shaking her feathers. <laughs> oh, yes. No, that's wonderful. You lost that really gaudy, ostentatious uh, chest place that you were wearing. It did not go, like, with your style, really. No, and I'm not dead. You're not dead. That's wonderful. I mean, that's great. Um, huge improvement on the, on, the, on, the, on the vibrant scale, I suppose. <laughs> Jasper. It's like, oh, you're alive now, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb shit. <laughs> All right. Well, if you if you're doing okay, bud, we're gonna go back up. You know, I think I'm gonna go take. I think I'm gonna take a little bit of a siesta, if if you will. Um, just a little bit of an old naparoony. Oh yeah, you need a nap following your three day nap. <laughs> I mean, this is a he- it's a real healing process. That's uh, right. You walked out of the room. <laughs> no, that was out of character. <laughs> 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 That was just me making fun of Jasper. Pure, unfiltered, <laughs> raw pat right there. Well, if you uh, start sobbing again, we're going to come on down. So uh, <laughs> have a good nap, bud. Keep it fucking quiet, Jasper. You know what we, we should have done when Jasper woke up? We should have pretended it was 15 years later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we can we redo it? Let's redo the scene and do that. It's a <laughs> Yeah, because we got time for that. All right, so you guys are on your way. Next time. Next coma. (laughs) Next time someone's unconscious. (laughs) So you guys are back up on deck from visiting with Jasper. So you guys have split up, basically. Uh, Garion and Clash Tiger are gone because they were going to go. Garion was trying to work on his contacts. He went with Ilshrek and the rest of the people from Brim. And presumably he was getting dropped off somewhere along the way. And then you guys have the boat formerly known as the Poop's Pride uh, with Yanov. You guys have certainly reached a, a major milestone. If so if there's any like big character changes that you want to make, any sort of new stunts you want to have. I'd like to turn my finger banger into a finger multi-tool. <laughs> so yeah, on your way to, to, to the pillar... Basically, you can, you and Yanov can be, like, working nonstop on your little hand to try to, like, get extra gadgets and stuff. So we're, we're, just, uh, we're doing a little tinkering, uh, filing. We're filing some things down. We're elongating some other things. We're putting holes in stuff. All right, let me, let me pitch you on this. Let me pitch you on this, okay? Mm-hmm. What do you think about Flamethrower? Yes. Okay, great, great. I can't believe you even had to ask me that. Well, no, okay, so, I mean, I figured it, I, it, was, it was a given that we would say yes, uh, but, I mean... I, I, I don't know. Occasionally, a, a person needs to, like, be able to get around the world without a flamethrower attached to their hand. Uh, it's sure, a, sure. So, I mean, I, I figured I would give you the ask. Do the courtesy of the ask, you know. 100%. All right, let's see. You've got the, you've got the, the, the bump key already. So, I mean, that's, yeah. like, set. So, like, lockpicking mm-hmm. should be pretty good with. Um, yeah. What about a grappling hook in case I need to scale anything? Okay, a grappling hook would be interesting. I mean, you'd have to carry it separately 
But like you could jam it in there and like fire it. Yeah, and carry the hook. But we can have a wire shoot out. Yeah, no. I mean, we could put a we could put a little spool system in the in and the 25, 25 foot of wire. Okay, okay, we got that. I have these extra glow orbs here that I've been working on. Um, all they really do is glow. But like you could shoot it at something and it it basically like. It's a, it's a light effect, so like you can make things just they like, stick. Yeah, they just like glob right on there. It's like that's cool. And he Love like that. pulls he, he like pulls it out, and you can see it's like a little glass orb, and there's like a jelly material inside it. He's like, yeah, you just shoot these things, and it like squishes onto the things, and then it like lights up super powerfully. What about some sort of like smoke? So like oh, a diversionary escape listen, tactic. Listen, have you seen these uh, these jetpacks that I've been working on? Oh, brother, have I ever? Okay. Well, what I found was that the fuel source that I was using for these things was was very smoke creating. You know, as far as a smoke creating agent, it was it was great. So then I actually oh, yeah. whipped up a few of these little guys, and he pulls out these uh, other little balls that are like completely black, and he's like, and these things just they just let off a butt ton of smoke. I like it. Like you shoot it into a place, and like it would clear the whole whole place of smoke. I also I also have these ones that just make a real weird fart smell. Add those too. It's not like poisonous or toxic. It's not toxic or anything, but it's real off-putting. <laughs> so presumably, Ezra just has, like, the ability, so he has, like, different attachments on his hand that will fire these things, but he's not keeping them all in his body. He has, like, some sort of satchel that he keeps them in. Yeah, I I, I really want it to, to be a, a canonical fanny pack, just full of little... 100%. Of, <laughs> yes. Just full of these little things. Yes, he does. Because most of the things that you could possibly imagine, like, there's a way to say it was, like, some sort of ammunition, and so... You're just putting it into the existing uh, firing right. mechanism. But right. like some of this stuff would be, I guess, like the flamethrower and stuff like that would be like a de- detach the finger and put a different finger on there and stuff like that. Right. Oh, geez. Well, okay. Well, uh, so go ahead and light up the flamethrower. Just get that right out of this room. <laughs> All right. So, um, I mean, that's. I'm just going to dump most of this drawer into this fanny pack, honestly. There's like, I mean, there's not a lot you can't shoot out of that thing, honestly. Sure, fill me up. <laughs> All right, you have a fanny pack full of full of stuff. Just dump your load in me, brother. All right, I'm dumping it in. Wow. <laughs> I filled you right up all the way to the brim. Slower. Look at that. Oh, it's spilling out. It's spilling out. Hold on. We get a towel. <laughs> it's oily. It's really oily. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is it so oily? Oh my god, what was in there? Oh, I, was, I don't know. It's been a long time since I cleaned this out, you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> is, it, Good god. is it supposed to smell like that? I always thought it would smell different. You'll get used to it. <laughs> Good god. <laughs> oh, better get some of those socks. <laughs> So you basically have like you have like the Swiss Army of hands, right? And so you yeah. have like almost anything you could possibly imagine. You've got you've got Carol's purse for a hand, basically, <laughs> right? So Love like, it. but you're gonna have to 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 do something like for, to have that perfect thing in the right moment. You're gonna have to roll a resources, and if you succeed, it's gonna cost you a fate point to use it because you're just creating things out of nowhere, basically. Could I essentially upgrade Hank? Mm-hmm. Ooh, very so cool. I went through the. The, the phoenix rebirth thing could i get hank back as something like bigger and better yes so okay lola's standing like at the front of the boat whatever that is in boat talk 
Because the the breeze feels real good in her feathers, and it makes her look real regal. Pretty sure that's the bow. Sure. Cool. cool She's cool. standing there like like a real Vidal Sassoon model. Okay, and you you feel like a little bit of clambering on uh, on your shoulder, kind of underneath your cloak. Uh, hey, 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 Hank. She says and like lifts up part of her cloak to let him up. So like. This might not be Hank, because it's much bigger than Hank. Like, you're used to Hank being, like, this tiny little thing. And whatever this is... Spider, get it off! Get it off! <laughs> I, like, try to try to brush it off. Uh, so you shake it off, and it falls kind of, like, over the side of the boat. But then, like, next thing you know, like, you see something kind of, like, fluttering up from beside the boat alongside. And it, like, flies back up onto the railing. And it is it looks like a little dragon. What? It- she looks around to see if anyone else notices this. Uh, you d- you do notice that the little dragon does have a small cowboy's hat on. <laughs> oh, a cowboy's hat! <laughs> what? That's but that's Hank's. That's Hank's hat. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 kind of gets closer to it. The dragon's eaten Hank and stolen his hat. <laughs> Spit up my lizard! Uh, so this thing is, it's very cute. You notice that, like, its coloring is exactly like the coloring of your feathers now, that you have this phoenix relic. And, like, looking into its eyes, like, those are Hank's eyes. Like, you know Hank, and this is, this is, this may be just a new version. Uh, Hank, buddy! And we can talk, he and I can communicate. Oh, okay. What does Hank sound like? Uh, kind of sounded like this, as far as I can remember for the last time you did him. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Lola. What happened to you? Oh my god, did you die too? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty uncomfortable, but it worked out for me, I, I guess. Like, look, I'm, I'm like a dragon thing now. It's pretty sweet. Tim, you look hella awesome. <laughs> she I says. know, check this out. And he like jumps off the side of the boat and starts flying next to the boat. Does a little loop-de-loop and flies back up on. Check that out. She does it too. <laughs> <laughs> they go frolicking through the air. Uh, so yeah, so now now Hank has has the ability to fly. That could be useful. Can he cast spells? Can I cast spells through him? <laughs> okay, how about this? Hank can cast any spell that you can cast. So you can basically cast through Hank for a fate point. Oh, yes! that's very good. Okay. That's exciting. Can I do it from distance? I would say that you have to, you have to be like, it would have to be within like two zones. So like, yeah, that's fine. Like you don't necessarily have to see him, but he yeah. has to be like within your aura reach, basically. So like, yeah. you can't leave him in Murkheim and no. then like get up on a boat somewhere and then expect he's going to be able to like do it. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, so, so Cammy and Mort, I don't know where you guys are, but like, clapping, I'm clapping and (laughs) I'm waving my small lighter in the air. This is amazing. This is the best, this is the best fucking show I've seen on this airship ever. I love this. They are so fucking in sync. I, I shout, dragon, I shoot Hank with my bow. (laughs) No, it's all good. It's Hank, guys. It's Hank. Turns into a sandwich. And she just claps wildly. Like, like, imagine a Midwestern mom who's very proud of their child who's doing <laughs> mediocrely well at, a, like, a youth soccer game. <laughs> She's like, yeah, honey, fly that loop to the loop. Yeah. <laughs> very proud. 
And to be honest, they probably feel like they're like beautiful and in like just perfectly dancing beside each. They probably don't look that way, but man, oh, no. they are feeling themselves right now so hard. They're getting so soaking wet, and like Lola's like feathers are like matted to her face, and like she looks like she looks like a trash mermaid, but like she thinks it's amazing. We're Trash mermaid. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, I'm very excited about my new uh, beautiful friend. Awesome. So then, what is going on? What's going on with Cami? Okay. So since since we have a little bit of downtime on the boat and everyone's really coming into their own uh, as folks are wont to do periodically in an RPG game. Um, uh, so Cami isn't the best fighter, even with these like fun relic toys um mm-hmm. that she, you know she picks one up gets really big for a while still not the best in a fight i think that as she goes on right now her main like attack her main form of you know is kind of like a vicious mockery style not really insults but doing mental damage in that way since she spent all this time with Ver- with vrim and ilstrak and seen a little bit of that like diplomacy i think i'd like for her to uh Work on her charm. Oh, that'd be great. In like a fr- <laughs> A plus, A plus idea. Yeah, so I'd like, I'd like for her to work on her charm and her wit in like a like the spell friends would be kind of like getting people on her side because right now she's got like mediation and like fate point stuff to calm people down. But right. Yeah, I'd I'd like for her to be able to like real charismatically uh, get people on our, on her side. Okay, so what about we say, mm-hmm. so usually you can't use empathy to try to, like, calm someone down if they are uh, not, like, already friends with you. Okay, but for Cammy. But if you take a, if you took us as, as your stunt, that might be something that you could do, where you could roll an empathy to try to figure out, like, how to smooth over situations, even when somebody is, like, actively antagonistic against you yes yeah so i i definitely i definitely like that i like using empathy because right now she uses empathy for a lot of stuff like in place of provoke and stuff i also like her using empathy like in to to calm things down to get people on our side to sort of because this is kind of a like i think this is like something you're generally supposed to use rapport for which and she also has rapport okay so, like, she also has a pretty... Her rapport's plus two. Is empathy significantly better than her rapport? I mean, her empathy's three. So not significantly. So not significantly better. Uh, but if if there's a way that she could, I don't know, be... Hmm. So, okay. So, because you could use rapport at any time to, like, just try to charm somebody. Gosh, or only like, we roll things. <laughs> I mean, if, I, you can I, roll anything you ever want to. <laughs> like, the, if you guys are always going to wait for me to tell you when to roll something, you guys are going to be waiting for a significant amount of time. Because it's more fun to tell you people don't want to do the thing that Fair. you want them to do than it is for you guys to roll for it. So, like, you guys can always, like, suggest a situation where you would like to roll. Yeah. Um, and if I tell you you can't do something, you can always say, well, can I roll for it? Because that might be a better way to do it okay so okay so let me let me hit you with this she's also that really really insightful really empathetic really insightful like just kind of setting her up to be a creep what if uh we could do a thing where if she like spins a fate point she gets to like suggest the next thing they do like that does does that make sense yeah well that would not that would not work for somebody that is like actively antagonistic against you but like you could do that for people that are like 
neutral or like good yeah. with you. So like, like out of if, combat. if you go to if you go to a like, out of combat if you like went to a guard or something. Yeah. That is not like actively like in a fight against you or anything like that, or yes. it's not an enemy against you, and just said. Like you could, you could, it's almost like a suggest spell yes, type thing. That's, that's what yeah. I think. That's what I think would be very fun. If she spends a fate point rolls, like she has both empathy and notice. So something in that realm, trying to suggest the next thing that they do, like whether yeah. it be a simple task or whatever. That works. Okay. Yes. Getting my little girl real creepy. <laughs> real. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when you do a charisma build is once you start using it for like, <laughs> for like combat yeah. and stuff it's like this gets real dicey well yeah because there's like there's there's not really a skill that like aligns with just being a good person weird it's <laughs> like you get super charismatic and it's like well you can use deceive yeah you can use provoke you can make people do what you want them to do it's yeah. like you know okay uh, so yeah, you're just you're just working on Cammy's just working on Cammy, really. Cammy is just she's having a she's having like a spa day where she's really <laughs> looking introspectively and really get, getting some me time. All right, uh, and then Mort, what has Mort been up to in this little trip? Mort has been getting to grips with Dream's flight and sort of trying to work out all his capabilities and things like that. Wow. Okay, somebody actually approaching their relic and trying to figure out how it works. Um, An interesting choice. Um, excuse me, I've been trying to figure out how all of them work. Adam. Okay. So he's been standing at the bow of the ship, which is where Lola found her new dragon friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been throwing various objects off the ship and shooting them and seeing what happens and stuff. Okay. He's worked out how he can imbued the relic with some of his own like magic force that's like holding him together which changes the way it works or something sure okay that's an interesting choice okay yes you can do that before uh garion left i had a word of him to try and see if i can harness the necromantic power holding me together so it's before you guys leave the vessel from vrim basically you may have like taken a second to to pull Agarian aside. So, uh, Agarian, um, I was wondering. I mean, you said that you dabbled with some necromancy in in your past. Yes, uh, I, I, it's not a, a particularly wonderful memory of mine, but uh, yes, uh, I mean, very few wizards haven't at least uh, attempted to, uh, to to bring something back from from beyond the beyond the grave. Yes. See, um, my brother obviously um must have been either a very powerful necromancer or a very stupid one um because when he when he raised me up you know obviously i still retained my free will which is quite unusual for you know raising up a skeletons from from the, the ground um i assume he wanted me to do that rather than it was a mistake and so i was wondering as i have this free will and i have all this necromantic energy flowing through my veins well Figurative veins. Is there some kind of way I can tap into that energy? Um, it's 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 very likely, actually. Uh, you, I mean, you keep referring to it as a, as a necromantic energy, and it is just the same energy that that all of us uh, are are using here. It is it is no different than than the uh, than the magics that allow me to to do any of the things that I can do. It's no different than the magics that are inside that that bow. It is all the same arcane ability. 
so there's there's nothing inherently evil or or negative about it. It is just it is just uh, it is the force of magic. So it's sort of like a force that surrounds us and and binds us. Something like that, yes. Uh, and and I can feel that it is definitely strong with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> so so if it's the the same energy that you know is is used to, for all magic is there some way i could maybe channel that into the relic and make the relic more powerful or uh absolutely it is or it is channeled the relic's energy into myself yeah, well the the relic's energy is already channeling uh within you as as we speak i mean we can all see your eyes have turned green after all um <laughs> but there's uh, there's there's more to it than that i suppose you know it, 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 you certainly could how how you say uh, kind of channel some of your your essence that's kind of holding you corporeal into the bow, but that would that would be a fine balancing act. You would have to to be you would have to be very careful with it uh, because you need to make sure you're bringing back everything that you put in and not too awful much more. Yes, uh, I mean I wouldn't want to to drain myself, um, so I could perhaps channel my energy into the bow and then siphon some energy. From the bow back into myself to replace it. Or uh, yeah, I, it sounds very logical. Uh, it's one of those things that's uh, uh, it's it's kind of a the science is there, but I mean, there's no one has much practical experience using uh, these relics in this way. It's very rare for anyone with a significant amount of of arcane energy and ability to wield these just for this reason that the the balance can can be shifted when these relics contain, you know, more uh, magic than 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 they are uh, expected to contain. But I mean, for 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 the amount of energy that you that you're talking about, it's it's relatively minor. I mean, I don't imagine that you would be able to dramatically alter the power of this thing. I mean, it is part of a god after all. But your abilities could shape how it is uh, how it is manifesting in this world to a certain extent. Right. Interesting. Um. I think I, I might carefully, of course, play around with this a little bit and and see see what I can do. All right, well, that's uh, that's wonderful. Um, do do take care. Um, don't forget the dog. It's uh, you you keep leaving it around places, but I want to make sure you take it with you here off the boat. Uh, yes, I mean I I wouldn't leave Rufus behind. I mean you've done it uh, several times actually. Um, uh, well, it only seems like I have, but if you know he needs to appear suddenly, he always appears suddenly. So you know it's quite handy. I, I mean maybe he's magic himself. I don't I don't know. All right, well I do have a lot to get to, so I will uh, I will uh, not talk to you too awful much more than this. <laughs> and he okay. and he walks away. <laughs> Well, um, good good luck with your your contacts. Yeah, he's already um, gone. Okay, bye then. Y'all walk out on Jasper. Garion's gonna walk <laughs> out on you. Okay. Anytime you want to imbue the relic with any of your magical life force, so to speak, just let me know and you can do it. I don't like the way you agreed to that so quickly. <laughs> it's a fun stunt. Good choice. I like it. It would be a very interesting mechanic if John would accidentally like smush his soul into like an enemy by accident doing this stunt <laughs> so okay so i i will just say though i will just say this is a this is like the wildest of all of the relics that you guys have yeah. um there will be rolling going on behind the scenes when you do this thing 
And that's fine. I promise not to irreparably fuck you up from it, but <laughs> I, I like there will be potential consequences. There will be like probability based consequences to this, but they won't be like life altering. That's fine. All right, you've arrived at the pillar of coal. It's burning. What? What? <sighs> is is that a feature, or is it supposed to do that? Like a, it's like a yard art. No, it's not meant to be on fire. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's shouldn't be on fire. Oh. It should just be a big black pillar. So it's a problem then. Yes, I'd say that's probably a problem. Um, where's the little statue pointing? Uh, statue is pointing directly at the pillar. Uh, is there like a fire brigade in attendance? There is not, but why don't you roll me a notice anyway? Anybody can roll me a notice as you're looking at a burning pillar. Ooh, I got three. Plus one. I rolled a three. I rolled a two. Uh, so you guys are checking out the old burning pillar, and amidst the smoke, everybody except for Mort, sorry Mort, can pick out that there's another airship that is heading away from this place. and It is on the opposite side of the pillar. It is... It's hard to see, so it's very likely they can't see you back through the smoke. Let's give chase. Uh, I, uh, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Let's give chase. <laughs> All right, okay, I'm, I'm going to go give chase now. So you guys start heading through the, you head through the smoke. Is there anything to make it faster? Like you still have that jar of wind that'll make the ship really motor? I mean, that's part of our, that's part of our actual uh, movement. I mean, like, that's, that's necessary. That's, that's all part and parcel. Like, we don't go anywhere if we don't have the Jura wind going, so. Oh, well, let's crank this, let's crank her up. I mean, it doesn't really crank, it's open, dude. <laughs> can, I, can I not do ramming speed? Is that not a thing? As you guys go past the pillar, the Ezra figurine turns around and points back at the pillar. Can I grab the Ezra figurine? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna jump with Hank off the boat. Okay. <laughs> you guys chase him! I'll go check on Moon Kevin! All right, see you later. And the boat gets quicker because we lost like seven pounds because of our hollow bones. <laughs> I temporarily forgot you could fly. Like, I'm just sitting here like, she's going to die and then get reborn, but why? But then I was like, oh, wait. And I couldn't really remember if I had written it in that like you were allowed to commit suicide in this thing and still be able to be reborn. I like how you went there like, and forgot that she had fucking wings. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, yeah, she does have wings. We're okay. How far away is the ship from us? So it's not super close. I would say probably about 500 yards. Too far for Mort to shoot it with a bow, and his bow and make it explode in the snakes. We yes. don't know if that ship's bad or not. It could just be a passing ship. <laughs> <laughs> we were just here to see if anyone needed help because there was this big fire. Well, then let's give chase if, if, it's, not a, if it's not a bad ship. If it's not a bad ship, it'll slow down, and then we can just circle back and help Lola. If it's a if it's a bad ship, it'll speed off and we'll chase it. And we know where Lola is, we just find the burning pillar. Yanov, do we have some kind of megaphone on this ship? Loud hailer? <laughs> not that you know what a phone is. Do we have some kind of voice amplification equipment? Oh, you wanna try to you wanna try I mean I've got some amplification units here. Um we can make a lot of noise, but we're gonna have to get closer for anybody's gonna hear us. I mean it's pretty loud out here already, you know, wind whipping through the sails, all that good stuff, so we're gonna have to get like almost right up on side it to, to, to make it work, but have we gained any on it since we've been talking or is it keeping steady pace ahead of us? Uh you guys are gaining on it a little bit. I mean they don't seem like they're going full bear and you guys are so okay. I mean you're getting you're getting there. You're, you're I mean you're not gonna catch him like 
in the next 30 seconds or anything. Not with but, that attitude. I mean, you're, you're gaining on them. Well, let's, I guess let's just continue gaining. Like, no, I circle back to Lola. She's going to be fine. All right, Lola, you hit the ground. Uh, not nice, nice, nicely because you did remember that you had wings, even though. I <laughs> and uh, Hank f- flies down and lands on your shoulder, and you're at the base of a burning pillar of coal. It is literally a giant uh tower that is seemingly carved out of coal, which is not super safe. Where's the Ezra pointing? Uh, it's pointing right at the pillar, and there is a, a there's an archway on your side. It doesn't look like it's burning inside on the ground level, but like the upper parts of the pillow are burning, and then you can tell it is like seeping down. Hmm. So I don't think I could get inside. You could get inside the ground floor, and you don't really have a great estimation of how much time you have. Well, more time than Moon Kevin at the moment, so that's true. Let Let's be a big damn hero. Okay. I mean, that is kind of your relic's deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go charge it in. Oh, I throw the shield up around myself. All right, well, it's super unnecessary right now because nothing's falling or burning on you, so. <laughs> All right, well, if I think I can get inside, fine, then. Okay, yeah, so you could run inside. As you run inside, you probably don't know much about this place. Uh, if you mean I know nothing, then yes. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those it's one of those touristy trap places that they put up around, you know, like the world's biggest ball of yarn. Um, oh. This is the pillar of coal. Uh, they ma- they found a giant coal deposit and then they carved it into a big pillar, and it looks kind of like a fort inside. It's just it's it's really not the greatest tourist trap in the world because as you walk around, like everything's getting sooty and dirty, and it's kind of gross. But anyway, there's a uh, not a lot in here. There are some stairs to the eastern edge that lead up, some stairs to the western edge that lead down. Well, I assume he's in a dungeon. I'm going down. Great. And I'm following the little Ezra thing to see where it points. I, yep. like, point the arm towards the ground. Yep. So it's, I mean, he seems like he's right below you somewhere. So as you head down the stairs, I mean, you can you could follow your little Ezra doll all the way down to you get to the to a, a lower lower level there are actually things turn into stone down here you're no longer surrounded by coal and it opens up into a pretty decent sized dungeon like apparently some point in time they have like turned this into Oster's version of Guantanamo Bay because it is like it's it's just full of uh cells with all types of wonderful torture devices and it is also notably empty enhanced interrogation devices <laughs> I keep following the statue. Okay, you keep following the statue. You get all the way to the end, and there is uh, there's Moon Kevin. He's <gasps> unfortunately just laying around in the in a cell. Still looking hot though. <laughs> Fortunately, not chained. Uh, he is tied down to uh, I don't know, like a oh, he is tied to a table, and next to the table is about six or seven buckets of blood. Uh, oh no, oh, bloodboarding. He's been bloodboarded. I was scared that Adam was going to cask of Amontillado him, so I'm just excited <laughs> that he wasn't a cask of Amontilladoed. Good lord. Oh my god. <laughs> Kevin! Moody Kevin! <laughs> Straight up Kevin. Oh, hey, what's, what's up? Yeah, no. Lola, long time. I'm glad you found me. I gave you very explicit directions of how to get here. So I mean, you didn't, but hey, bud, we're here anyway. Okay, so I got a few things to tell you. There's somebody out there that's pretending to be me, and it's yeah, not we me. got that one. Got the, okay. we we covered that like real real well. We got that one. 
Okay, but did you know he has a pretty dope hippogriff? Like, I wish I could have got one of those things. Those look so. Sweet, oh yeah, we saw it. It was pretty good looking. It was pretty cool. If only yeah, someone on the yeah. team had been suspicious of the hippogriff and <laughs> of the false moon. If only one of us had been horribly suspicious of them. If only you were in this room to be able to give your input <laughs> into this scene. This is this is Ray. Just <laughs> a character. Our, uh, well, this is this was a pretty bad experience. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit you on so, it. It was pretty rough. I've never Kevin, been uh, poured, Kevin, had this much blood poured on me would before. You, okay, I'd love to get you out of here, but this 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 baby's on fire. We need to you know get a hell out. Oh uh, yeah, you can not, you, you may, move? You, you may not know this, but coal is exceptionally flammable. It's one of its natural I, properties. I noodled that one. Um, I can can you get up? Can you move? I could get us out of here. So yes, but here's the problem. And he like turns into a mouse and like wiggles out from <laughs> the the ropes and then he turns back into a person. He's like, all right, done. But it's these bars. I'm never like, do you have a key? <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Moon Kevin, can you come here for a sec? She says that she's got both of her hands through the bars and she's like holding them up. Okay. All right, so I'm going to need you to just take my hands. All right. And I'm going to activate the shield. Okay. Uh, and essentially, I'm going to get a, I'm going to transport us both back to the ship. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that is a that thing works, that I can do. Adam gets so chuffed when we remember what to do with our relics. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, damn, I gave her teleportation. Fuck. <laughs> yep. Okay. So you are able to do that. I, I'm rescuing our innocent friend. You did. You did that, that thing. Dope. Okay, so we pop back onto the deck of the the ship. Okay, you are there. How's he looking? I mean, he looks a little pale. He looks like he's probably not seen the sunlight in a while. Okay, but he's not like whipped and bruised and battered or anything. I mean, he's not currently in his show-off vest, so you don't know how beaten up he has been. <laughs> uh, it's, what is his reaction to just suddenly being on the ship? Well, that was convenient. <laughs> You're uh, real low-key, eh, bud? You know, you kind of just have to go with things at a certain extent, you know? Yeah, everything's a tree. <laughs> okay, yeah. To a, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to bring him to how I'm going to bring him to my buds. Yeah, well, you're you're all right there. Okay. You guys are like they all just pooped into existence in front of you. Hey, we knew you'd be fine, Lola, because we remembered what you relic did. So we, we knew it'd all be great, and none of us were surprised. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I, we all knew. I trusted that you trusted me, so it's all good. I give him a real big hug. Oh, oh. hey, Ezra, man. Put his hands in my, in my face. Look what they did to my boy. Now there's blood all over Ezra. And then I make a war mask out of it, because my hands are all covered in blood <laughs> borders, so now I have like a... Uh, hey, Ezra, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I made a pilgrimage to the Temple of the Oaken Spire, and I communed with the spirits, and you know who I talked to? Jamtooth. It was Jamtooth. <laughs> yeah, I did the same one, dude. I did the same one. Yeah, no, he's doing pretty, pretty well, actually, which is surprising considering death is real bad, but he's, he's keeping a pretty chill attitude about it. Not bad. He's 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 actually made some friends there, which is weird. Uh, Ezra, Ezra, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can, I I like motion for him to lean down. Yes. 
Can you uh can you put on the the crown and just make sure that this is Moon Kevin? Pretty sure you guys don't have that. Oh, what what was it then? Yeah, Ezra kept the X. And then I give her I give her a tap on the nose, and then I pick Moon Kevin up by like the scruff of his neck and hang him off the side of the ship. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, what was the name of that uh, broad that we went on that party with? And then she turned into a little chipmunk. You remember her name? Oh uh, yeah, Tulu. That's a pretty bad story, actually. She- I bring him back a little She got real drunk on cherry wine, and she fell out of the wagon, and then the wagon rolled over her as a chipmunk. Okay. Yeah, that was a, not a great weekend, actually. Okay. I had to. There was some real soul searching, and I have pretty much stayed off of cherry wine on the weekends because of that situation. She was here for a good time, not a long time. Oh. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> All right, so you guys are pretty close now to uh, the ship that you guys have been trailing. Would you say we're within 25 feet? You are not within 25 feet. <laughs> I want to fire my grappling hook. Can Cammy use her boots to like run up to whatever the crow's nest is and really try to get a good look at the ship? She could absolutely just teleport up there, basically. I mean, there's a shadowy area up there. So, Perfect. Like, you don't even have to run. <laughs> just be like, bamf on up. Yeah, she's just going to bamf on up there. I'm going to roll. Hey, Adam, Mm -hmm. I would like to use my dice and I'd like to roll a notice. Okay. What are you you trying to do here? Tell me what you're trying to do because this might be an investigate. Oh, I have investigate. Um, I I forgot I had that skill. Uh, She wants to try to gauge who's on the other ship and their intent. Do you want to read the whole situation? (gasps) Hey, can I read the whole situation? all in and read the whole situation yeah go ahead and do that that's a stunt that you have that you've never used i have two <laughs> fucking used it on robot bears <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> yeah i did fucking use it on robot bears and i do roll a notice for that are you ready for this roll bud it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty fucking good uh, it's a five okay so you notice a handful of things you notice first and foremost that this this ship is pretty well staffed Seems to be a lot of people on here. All of them are wearing uh, robes with hoods. That is kind of a little bit weird. You also notice that uh, some of them are to the rear of the boat that are not actually helping in any way, shape, or form with like maneuvering or un- doing sails or anything like that. They are just uh, actually on their knees praying, kind of in a circle. Oh, no. Uh, additionally, you notice that this uh, ship that you are closing in on has a significant amount of of firepower. There are several cannons that are lining the sides of this boat. Uh, And the last thing that you notice is that it is turning about face because they have noticed you are here as well. Bad, bad, bad. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Mm -mm. Cammy. Yeah. Lola yells, come here. She like bamps and she chooses to come up in the shadow. That's like Lola's body is casting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Cammy, Cammy. Yeah. Can you see any sh- shadows over there? I mean, there, there's a bunch of shadows. There's a bunch of hoods. There's a bunch of a lot of shit. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna grab hands. Okay. You and I are gonna go over there. How fun. We're gonna grab someone and we're gonna bring them back over here to question. Hostage. Love it. All right, boys. Okay. Get your blood okay. ready. ready. Get everything ready. We're gonna bring a hostage back in like T minus no time at all. We like slap each other's face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we like brave heart for a second. <laughs> and then and then And then the cannons go off. Alright, I would just just this one time give it up for the backing band on that moment. 
you know, uh, as I described, and and then the cannons go off, and then they go boom, boom, you know, perfect, perfectly in sync. That's kind of what it was like. It was this big booming explosion. I mean, you know what cannons are like. You've heard cannons before. Everyone's heard a cannon once in a while. Um, well, anyway, these were big cannons, and they were airship cannons. Now, this is the thing that was very confusing to us at the time, because, you know, at the time, to be to be completely honest, airships were not widely used. You know, there was a handful of them here or there, but, I mean, Yanov practically had to create one himself out of this belt they had stolen from Kushkul, you know. And, I mean, of course, you know, Vrem had their own little fleet of, of airships, but, I mean, this is a queen, and a queen's brother, who was also, like, the head mage. These are people, these are very high-up people. Of course, they're going to have their own airship. Uh, but this was not a time when you just randomly ran across some strange person flying around in an airship. It just doesn't, didn't happen then. It was very, very rare. You know, there were commercial airships. There was a handful of personal private vessels. But by and large, you were not going to come into a place in an airship and see another one right there. It just wasn't very common, right? And so the fact that they not only found another airship, uh, around the same time that they were coming in, but then this thing turns around and fires cannons. Have you? Could you? Have you thought about the physical ramifications? Just pure physics of firing a cannon from an airship, right? I mean, at least in the water, you know. Yes, there's going to be some push a little bit this way or that way, but I mean, the water pretty much holds the weight of the majority of that of that vessel, you know. And so you're firing cannons on an airship, depending on the propulsion devices, it could throw everything all out of whack, you know. So the fact that they've not only got an airship, but they've got an airship with cannons on it and are apparently not afraid to fire these things, boy, there was a lot going through everyone's head at this moment. Now, this was not the first time that the airship in Yorith had ever been fired upon, but, I mean, it was the first time that it had been fired upon by another airship. You know, this, this whole dogfighting thing had, had never really come to be, you know? I mean, thankfully, it's not done too awful much anymore. We don't see uh, airship v. airship fights going on very often anymore, which is wonderful. This is a real bloody time in our collective history. But I mean, it was terrifying to hear those cannons go off and to start seeing cannonballs incoming and, uh, you know, all the carnage. I can't get into it. I can't get into it quite now because actually I have to get back to cleaning off tables and I will get in a lot of trouble if I'm found out to be up on the stage. So I'm going to slip off the stage real quick um, before I do. Um, you know, go ahead and fill out the comment cards. Yes, I did a great job bossing tables. You sure loved the overhearing some of the stories I was telling from table to table. And um, you really wish I was back on stage. Just go ahead and do that, fill that out. And then, of course, tip the bartenders very well, okay? Because if you do that, they know you're really, you know, a big, big spender. This is someone we got to impress, okay? So again, the comment cards and then tip your minotaur bartenders. I will see you here next time at the Gilded Round. John. Hey, Ray. It's been a while since we've done a, a legal, technical canon outro for the Brute Force, meaning one that's just us two. The classic John and Ray, or the the J, the Ron. The classic Ron okay. outro. The, cl the classic Ron outro. That's my favorite. You know what? I It's not a day goes by that I don't get a DM from a listener that's like, bring back the classic Ron outro. Yeah. We've missed yeah. it. We demand it. Yeah, it's what the people want. Yeah. So and here it is. You've got it. You asked yeah. for it. 
you got it. Classic Rome. Mm-hmm. We're here for the fan service. We're here to give our our avid listeners exactly what they want, meaning just the two of us. Yeah. Maybe we should do a spinoff podcast where it's just the outros. It's the ho- yeah. One uh, hour of good. straight outro. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We'll call it the Classic Run. We'll put it as a Patreon bonus. You can listen to us <laughs> talk about outros for an hour. <laughs> It's only behind a small paywall, but if you... <laughs> it's a daily podcast as well, so a, get ready. It's a daily podcast where we talk about the ins and outs of the good outro. That's right, the classic run here with Ray and John. Okay, good. Well, see, the only issue with us calling our new spinoff outro-based podcast the classic run is that I am pretty sure that that is... Um, a sexual move that was sort of coined by Ron Jeremy at some point. There's no way that Probably, man spent yeah. that many years in the sex industry without without busting out the classic Ron every now and again. Yeah, I feel like it's something involving chest hair and maybe like a butt. I don't know, but it, I yeah. we may not we may not have the classic Ron IP is the thing. Well, I mean, I've got chest hair, and presumably you've got a butt, so presumably, you know, <laughs> I don't even know how to segue. <laughs> Presumably, you've all got butts as well, and you should get your butts to GeeklyCon. You know where my butt's going to be this summer? It's going to be in Columbus, Ohio at GeeklyCon. <laughs> it's going to be sitting some places. It's going to be standing some places. It's going to be sleeping in a bed. I know where that one's going to be uh, in Columbus, Ohio for GeeklyCon this year. Yeah, you can still get tickets, um, but only basic tickets are left now, uh, so... You can get the ticket, but you won't get any of the sweet, sweet swag, unfortunately. Because, you know, you have to cut that off at some point so we can order the sweet, sweet swag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. I thought that it was very Keebler Elf-esque. I thought that they sort of cropped up the night before. Turns out there's manufacturing, and that takes time. No way. Who would have known? But the GeeklyCon's awesome. If you've never been before, it's, I mean, this year's a great year to do it. We've got a full game room that's stocked and manned like around the clock great live show for all your favorite podcasts including us and drunks and dragons and all the like all your favorites because your favorites they're all here they're all here and we are providing them to you we also just have panels meet and greet type stuff and you'll get to see us live and in person and hug us and smell us and breathe our air our air is your air and you'll get to see dj jasper spinwhistle DJing with his drop mix cards. Mm-hmm. DJ Jasper Spinwhistle will be in-house. I'm told that he has brought a full hype man posse, and he's, God, he's going to spit some real fire. <laughs> <laughs> drop mix some hot beats. You know what else is hot? Hey, what else is hot, John? All of the other podcasts on Geekly Inc. You should check all of those out. <gasps> what are the other podcasts on Geek League, John? So, obviously there's Drunks and Dragons, but I probably don't need to tell any of you that. Wait, what, what does the Drunks and Dragons crew do? What do they do, John? An actual play 5e Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Are they are they very serious and plot-driven, or do they do goose? So serious. Like, so serious oh. that you okay. might fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> no, of course not. They're very funny, very goofy, good people, good good podcast Papa John's good people good podcast <laughs> Papa John's Papa Runs Papa Runs oh yes we circled back around that's perfect there's also Inks and Issues which is the newest member of the Geekly Inc. family I actually just did a guest spot 
Over there, we have Transformation Sequence, the anime review podcast. We have um, Random Encounters, where everyone's favorite good baby, uh, gnome wizard and just general good boy, Tim Lanning, DMs a kooky bunch of misfits. <laughs> uh, we've also got Cast of Thrones, if you want to hear people mm-hmm. talk about how terrible this season is. Oh, yeah. Also, Dear Internet. In fact, that's the newest podcast. There you go. That's actually the newest member of the Geekly. I knew that there was another new baby in, a, in the Geekly Inc. family. It's the cast of their own crew really delving deep into the internet and talking about what a wild, fucking wonderful place it is. You know, well, we got we got Sayer, we got, there's just, oh gosh, all the Geekly Inc. podcasts are obviously the best and just perfect for your ears. Go download all those and give them all five stars and reviews, like this review that we've just had. What does it say, Ray? Oh, oh good, a call to action. Such a fun group by Rian Renee iPad. Okay, I'm assuming iPad's her Christian name. <laughs> Love listening to this podcast. Been at it since the beginning. Adam Bash and crew do such a great job and gotta say, Mort is my favorite. Well, you know- And you do gotta say that. Legally, legally, you did tell them that they had to say that. I would say, personally, Cammy's very good. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. All the, all the, all the characters are great, and sh- thank you so much for five star reviews. You know, they really help widen the scope of the podcast. And you know, it, the best you can thing you can do for a podcast is leave them five star reviews. Yeah, and- leave a review, spread the word. Get all your friends mm-hmm. to listen. Go to the Apple Store, steal the iPads. Mm-hmm. Well, don't steal the iPads, but log on to the iPads and leave reviews. Yeah, no, don't steal Ryan Renee's iPad. Don't don't steal that iPad, but steal all the iPads in the Apple Store just to download our podcast and leave a five-star but, review. But don't steal them. Well... We do not advocate stealing I, this podcast. Look, I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm telling you that our podcast <laughs> should be integral in that life. Other than that, I'm not telling you how to live your life. If you, you know, if you get tired of stealing uh, Steve Jobs' money posthumously, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. We're always there doing goofs and uh, calling each other out and exposing ourselves. Yeah, go to the iPad shop, log on to their iPads, and tweet at us (laughs) at BrickForceCast. Make a fake make a fake egg account on every iPad in the quote iPad shop that they have in England and <laughs> tweet at us from your egg account. It's actually ye oldie iPad shop in England. Okay. William Shakespeare's ye oldie iPad shop. You can tweet at the podcast proper at Brute Force Cast. You can find um, our fearless and Fickle GM Adam at the Adam Bash. You can find me at MR Unladylike. You can find Pat at Pat Shrick underscore Rankin. There you go, got it. You can find me at Nooter with a Z, not a Z. I have to say that because Ray's here and she shouts at me if I don't say it. I know, yeah, I do make you say that. <laughs> I yell and at you. And you can find Carly at Animated Me with the E's as threes. So thanks for listening, everyone, and we will catch you again in a couple of weeks. Ham reference. Pies.